0: Ladies and gentlemen, once again welcome and a hearty welcome to the next of our speakers in the Speakers Inc. We Speak Global Speakers Showcase Series. Today it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you Mimi Nicklin. She's an author, an experienced marketer and communications specialist based currently in Sri Lanka, has travelled the world extensively, aspiring yet accessible with a charismatic and infectious screen presence. Mimi is also a keynote speaker and columnist. She is going to talk to you and I about empathy, empathy and its role in the workplace, its role in everyday life. It truly is a fascinating Subject, Ladies and gentlemen, will you please help me to welcome Mimi Nicklin.
1: Hello and welcome. My name is Mimi Nicklin and I'm the founder of a platform called Empathy Everywhere. And I'm here today to talk to you a little bit about organizational empathy, why we need this in our world and in our societies and my journey to get here. So to give you a little bit of background, I haven't always done this work. I've been in marketing and advertising agencies for the last 15 years all around the world. And when I faced the pandemic in 2020, I felt a real need to start communicating and writing about empathy, a skill set I had been using in all of my leadership life, and how that might help us elevate, move, shift our world in the years ahead. I never planned to become an author. In fact, I never planned to build this platform, but the way the journey has continued has allowed me today to speak to people just like you about why we need more understanding in society, between us, and of course, in our businesses. Now, the question I really want to start with today is this, is empathy our secret superpower in the business world? Now, a little bit of a teaser here, I think the answer is yes but I'm hoping that by the end of this session today I can convince you that indeed as leaders and in business empathy truly is our secret superpower. Now why? Why is that and why do I do this work? Well as I said I've been in corporate, I've been an entrepreneur, I've had a very multifaceted journey and I believe that the more the world talks about empathy the more empathy the world will have. So whilst I have a day job, I'm the CEO of an advertising agency, I spend most of my free time talking to people just like you, to organizations like yours about why we need empathy. Empathy is a deeply evolutionary skill set. We're all born with it. None of you have more or less than anyone else. And yet we are underutilizing it in our workplaces. This critical skill that makes us human is facing a deficit. And today I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But the reason I get up every day to do this work, to join you today, to speak to businesses like yours is because I truly believe that the more we have this conversation with each other as leaders, with HR teams, with our our staff, with our employees, the more empathy we can create. And there are no business indicators, literally none, that don't improve when we see more empathy in the workplace. So let me tell you a little bit more. Now this all began in 2006 when President Obama, before he was president, stood up and he addressed his audience and he said, I know there's a lot of talk about our federal deficit, but I actually think we should be talking about our empathy deficit. Now, that was 16 years ago, and us humans being humans, we've done very little about it. Pace of life, speed of change, we're all around the world, we're all very busy, and we have done very little to face this empathy deficit, to recognize it, or to stop it in its tracks. So for all of those years, we have been increasing the decline of this critical skill set. Now, as I said, this is a skill set that makes us human. Empathy is our ability to connect as human beings. We can't build a table, let alone an organisation, if we don't understand each other. And yet, over the last 30 years, we have seen nearly 50% of this critical human skill set drop out of society. So when we look at data over three decades, we see nearly half of our empathy has declined. And we see the impacts of that all around us all the time. We now have nearly 300 million people with depression, the highest levels of depression we've seen in history. In fact, the cost of depression and other associated illnesses to our healthcare system worldwide is now our highest burden. We have a crisis in burnout, we have the highest levels of burnout we've ever had, and we have a loneliness endemic. So whilst we're still facing a health pandemic around the world, the loneliness endemic is actually far wider reaching and deeper touching to our society at whole. It is creating problems across all areas of our work. So we have this deficit, this empathy deficit all over the world. Now, when I discovered this space, I hadn't, as I mentioned at the beginning, I hadn't been in the empathy space my entire career. In fact, what I thought I was using as a leader was intuition. I had thought most of my career that my ability to connect and to understand people was a deep sense of intuition, which I do believe I have. But one day I was sitting with a business coach and uh, she asked me to reassess that definition and she said Mimi can I stop you and ask you a question is what you're talking about intuition or is it empathy now at the time I said no it's not empathy it can't possibly be empathy what's empathy in the workplace but I then started to study empathy and I came across what you can see on screen now the empathy deficit this drop off of empathy in our world and once i started studying this i couldn't stop writing it became to me the most important skill set that we have in our workplaces today and yes this is a skill set empathy is hardwired into your brain into the prefrontal cortex this is not a soft skill this is not an emotion this is a hard skill set hard to master hard to find and very hard to sustain but when you get it right we are able to fill this deficit, this gap between us as human beings, leaders and teams, employees, us with our suppliers, our clients, our industry. So we're suffering with an empathy deficit and I'm extremely passionate about helping teams like yours understand how filling that deficit is beneficial for our businesses, for creativity, for morale, motivation and happiness in our workplaces. Now, I'm pleased to say that in the last few years, this has become a trending conversation. So back in 2019, when I had my publishing deal for the first time, no one was talking about empathy. In fact, I remember calling my mum and saying, Mum, guess what? Someone's gonna publish my book. And she said to me, darling, that's wonderful, but who wants to read a book about empathy? (laughs) So, well, thanks, Mum but she was right, okay? In 2019, no one was talking about empathy, certainly not in the workplace, but today this is a trending conversation that is gaining traction all around the world. You can see some samples on the screen, whether that's in marketing, in tech, in education, in retail, the empathy economy. If you Google empathy and leadership from Forbes to Entrepreneur to Harvard Business Review, you will find endless links in 2022. So. This is a trending conversation. It has changed massively in the last two or three years. And I'm thrilled to say that this is now a workshop, a keynote, content that there is a huge demand for as more and more businesses tap into this need for deeper understanding in the workplace. The conversation is changing. So since Barack Obama spoke about this in 2006, we now have leaders like Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, talking at Davos, so one of the world's most sort of foremost um, economic platforms for leadership and change, saying what the world needs now is the quality of empathy. So this is now sitting in politics, it's sitting in society, it's sitting in workplaces. We need to understand each other if we are to overcome the substantial challenges and tumultuous world out there that we continue to face as leaders on a daily basis. Now, the reality is there is no human that doesn't have the need to be understood, okay? We are born being need to, with the need to be recognized, to be seen, to be heard, and of course that continues all the way on into our workplace employment, into, a, into our lives as team members, because there is no human that won't perform better, feel better, and do better once that understanding is fulfilled. In fact, we see data in all facets of workplace performance that show that when we feel that we have bosses that listen to us or teammates that understand us, that see things from our perspective, we are able to do better. And that is because our brains from a science, from a physiological point of view, do better when that is fulfilled. As human beings, when we feel seen and heard and understood, our brains are able to work at full capacity. So we see areas such as creativity, strategy, innovation, teamwork, communication all go up because this need for understanding is fulfilled. And I do many workshops around that physiological reality for our employees. So what is it? What is empathy? You've probably all got an idea of what you think it is and all of those definitions are uh, needless to say, have, have grounding and are correct. But for the sake of this workshop today, what is empathy? Fundamentally, we're talking about the ability to recognize or respond to the reality of someone else. You're able to see their viewpoint. You're able to see why they are performing, behaving or saying what they are. So if you've got a very grumpy email from someone today or a very aggressive energy in a meeting, why is that? What are they experienced? How are they seeing the world around us? Perhaps it's a supplier who wants to end a relationship or wants to reduce your fees by 10%. Empathy is your ability to see the world from their perspective and therefore communicate, connect, build relationships more efficiently because of it. This is a corporate skill set. We're not born with a fixed amount of it. It is a competence we can master. Hence, I do the work that I do, teaching, training and inspiring workshops and teams as to how they can have more understanding and therefore do better in their businesses because of that understanding. It is a workplace currency. As I touched on earlier, this is connected to the performance of your brain. And of course, our cognitive abilities matter hugely. That's why you have the job you do, right? People hire you for the skill sets that you have. But how we deal with each other, our ability to connect with us, our audiences, our consumers, that is the key to sustainable Excellence and performance. However, great your skill sets are, if you're not able to connect with people, you are not able to sustainably continue that service, that skill set, that offering. You're not able to sell. You're not able to build loyalty. In reality, in the business world, empathy is the force that moves our brands and our businesses to innovate towards market factors, to respond to your audience. How are you ever going to create products for people? if you don't understand them? How are you able to tailor new contracts or solutions for your partners or clients if you don't know what they're looking for? So empathy is a force, it is momentum, it is your data set that allows you to understand those areas much more efficiently and effectively. Fundamentally, empathy makes us money from tapping into our shared humanity. It recognizes that we are all far more alike then we are different. Whatever specialisms, departments, or areas you come from, at the core of it, we're all human beings. And our ability to understand that allows us to capitalize on that in a very positive way that builds our businesses whilst protecting human beings. I talk a lot about balancing humanism with capitalism. How do you bring them together to equally serve those two entities? The final piece of this is that it also makes us happier, and who doesn't want to be happier in the workplace? This is probably my favorite piece of data. Because in our brains, through an evolutionary process, when we've looked at MRI scanning, so we scanned the brain, what we know is that when we empathize, when we are using empathy, or when we're sensing empathy, the parts of our brain that light up also impact the parts of our brains that light up our our happiness, our joy neurons in our brain. Because as human beings, we knew so deeply that the importance of empathy for the human race to thrive and not just survive, but to connect and grow together, it's so critical to us. We also evolved in a way that made it feel good to ensure that we are equally um, building in those two areas. We know that our emotional system is inextricably linked with our cognitive function. The reality is you cannot do brilliantly if the two aren't connected. This is humanity's data set. Without feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling able to communicate with each other, we can't can't do our jobs. We cannot perform to peak levels if we don't have that understanding in place. This is your data set to understand each other, your business, and the people you work with. It is your competitive edge, particularly in a connected hybrid world where we have team members all over the world working on screens, working across cultures, languages, time zones, I know this because I run a predominantly virtual advertising agency. And people ask me all the time, how are you doing this? How are you creating teams and creative work and insight? The answer is empathy, is our ability to understand each other, to balance our people beyond our profit. And that doesn't mean instead of profit or more important than profit, but simply beyond to say we can earn our profits, but we can do that in a way that builds our people and our culture at the same time. Now, what do we know about the data out there in the world that makes this so relevant? First of all, 43 percent of the workforce is considering leaving their jobs in the coming year. I'm sure you've all heard about the great resignation. People are leaving work without the length of thinking and the panic that they once used to have. They're looking to go and fulfil themselves out there in the world and of course the pandemic has massively shifted our mindset around that. So we have nearly half of our workforce considering leaving. Why are they doing that? What are they not finding in their workplaces? And how, as you as people leaders and leaders and C-suite, how can you ensure that this trend doesn't impact your business? Well, 77% of people are willing to work more hours, perform better, dedicate more for a more empathetic workplace. So nearly 80% of all employees are saying they would be in the office more, want to stay, want to be part of it if empathy is higher, if they feel valued and understood. So you can begin to see the data pattern here. People are leaving, and yet there is an even higher percentage willing to stay if they see that empathy increase. 60%, this is unbelievable, would accept a reduced salary for more empathy at work. So we hear more and more that it's not just about money and the old sort of benefit packages that used to inspire people. 60% of people are saying, actually, I'd rather have less money and a more empathetic workplace where I feel valued and seen and heard, and that that would change how I assess my role going forwards or new jobs out there in the marketplace. We also know that this is a leadership skill set that the executive headhunters that the recruitment companies are looking for, with eight out of 10 job descriptions now asking for empathy as a skill set to find that match between these businesses and employees. 79% so another nearly 80% of people would leave their role, their industry or their experience for more empathy at work. That means that people are willing to leave everything they know, everything, their whole experience set, their, their, their category, their industry, they're willing to leave everything behind to find more empathy, to feel more human, to feel more understood. And again, tapping into that first stat of nearly 50% of people willing to leave their job or looking to leave their job in the year ahead, people are demanding this. This is no longer a nice to have, this is a critical business skill set if we are to sustain and build our businesses. So what are some of the key reasons beyond those that I've already shared to really build this in your business? What is the ROI of empathy, the return on investment of empathy? The first would be deeper connectivity and relevance with your consumers or clients, your marketplace, the ability to understand them, the ability to stay relevant, to have messages they resonate with, even to write better emails, right? The ability to understand who you're speaking to and talk to them in a way, offer them products or services in a way that actually means something to them. The second I touched a little bit on earlier is improved creativity. If you want people to have out of the box solutions, innovation, creative thinking, new ways to solve problems, you need to increase your empathy. Again, this goes back to neuroscience and the ability for the brain to perform at its peak. You will have heightened ability to sell ideas and receive feedback. So if you're a business in sales or you pitch or you need to convince people to buy your work, your ideas, or your services, you're gonna find that improved when there's higher levels of empathy with each other, with your audience, with your clients. Equally receiving feedback, the ability for people to hear your feedback, the ability to offer feedback improves when there's shared connection between people. Increased product and digital innovation. Again, for similar reasons as creativity, when we see high levels of self-censorship in a workplace, which is always high in sort of cold or disconnected workplaces, you see very low levels of innovation. Because when people are self-censoring, they're not sharing thought, they're not sharing their their true opinions, they're not open to ideas. When we see self-censorship decline because empathy is high, because people feel that they can speak and share and be open we see product and digital innovation increase, more thinking outside the box, more ideation and speed for change. We see increased motivation and performance within teams. I think I've touched on that today. People feel connected, they feel that they want to work harder, longer hours, they want to stay parts of teams. We see loyalty go up, we see length of tenure go up, resignations, reducing sick days and absenteeism, reducing. So there are all kinds of human capital indicators that improve when empathy is high. And finally, improved improved emotional um, and mental wellness in the workplace. So as I mentioned at the beginning, we have a mental health crisis in our workplaces. When there are higher levels of empathy, we have higher ability to manage, control, improve these areas for our teams, make our workplaces more psychologically safe, make people feel happier, more comfortable, more motivated in the workplace, make conversations about these areas easier to have and more open. So wherever you look across the spectrum of business performance and and, uh, key performance indicators, when empathy is high, the business improves. The people improve, our innovation and creativity improves, business improves when higher levels of empathy are in place. Now, why does this matter? Beyond everything I've already said, beyond your business growing and your people being happier and longer lengths of stay in the business and all of those wonderful things, it matters because these are values that matter, okay? These are values that we developed as humankind. And a society without values is arguably devoid of humanity. And a society without humanity is a very scary reality. And I would argue that today when you put on the news, you put on CNN or whatever you're watching, we're seeing this all the time. Societies with a lack of humanity, with a lack of respect or understanding for different areas of our communities, for for areas of bullying or cyber issues or violence or aggression or disconnect, all of the isms go up when empathy is low, whether that's racism, ageism, sexism, all of the isms go up when there is a lack of understanding, a lack of empathy, a lack of humanity. This is a scary reality, and it's one we have the control to change. It was Virginia Woolf, she's a British author, she was a British author, who said, though we see the same world, we see it through different eyes. Now today, you've all watched me in the same environment, the same earrings, the same backdrop, the same slides. But what you heard, what you resonated with, what you enjoyed, what you'll remember will all be different. Because whilst you all saw the same presentation, you saw it through your lens, through your eyes, through your context and reality. It is empathy that makes that different. You have the power to create change in your teams, in your workplaces, to improve communication, to build your teams, to improve negotiation, relationships, contentedness, and sort of uh, loyalty scores with your clients and businesses. Empathy is a choice, and it is a choice and a skill set that you can build and own in your business.
0: Mimi, thank you very much for being with us. Your very unique perspective in that message came through loud and clear. I most certainly do have a couple of questions. I'm going to start getting straight to business. The connection between empathy and burnout. There's obviously a connection. Talk to us a little bit about that connection.
1: Absolutely. And it's it's a question I get asked all the time, but it's actually not right in that there is there is a connection, but it's not the one that everybody thinks. So lots of people ask me you know, if I empathize too much, am I going to burn out or am I going to get tired? Those types of questions. But actually what the scientific data shows is that when empathy is high, burnout is low so from an oh. evolutionary perspective the way our brains work actually when i think i mentioned this earlier that when we are empathized with we see a change in our brains that creates joy it actually uses the the hormones in our body that create energy create joy create oh. optimism so actually when you are seeing high empathy environments we see lower levels of burnout and lots of that data comes out of the hospital and medical system um, when studying doctors and patients in very highly tense um, so scenarios and when those levels of empathy mutual understanding connectivity are higher we see people able to work longer hours with more consistency higher levels of motivation and morale so there is a connection you're right Mm -hmm. but it is an adverse one so as empathy goes up burnout goes down
0: i love that though because it gives you even more reason to be empathetic because it does it helps you too as the giver it most certainly does assist you as well which i think is just another wonderful reason to do exactly that in terms of empathy, would you consider that a soft skill?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> That's again one of the things I spend most of my days educating people with around the world it is a hard skill it's hard to master it's hard to find and it's hard to maintain empathy is without a doubt a skill set and one of the questions I often get asked within this realm is the difference between empathy and sympathy Um, and I can answer your question by answering that question as well so yes please emotions like empathy pity you know very good emotions they're they're emotions that help us be human but they are emotional I feel Feel sorry, sad, pity for you, right? Their emotions. Empathy is a skill set, it is the ability to understand context or perspective taking from someone else, right? So we're talking about a skill set that can be nurtured, can be learned, can be passed on. As I mentioned earlier, you're born with it, right? It's built into the prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. So this is a skill set that we're able to teach and train. And of course, the more you practice, the more likely you are to use that. In fact, the last words in my book over there, the very last words are practice makes permanence, right? Because the more you use your empathy, the more permanent a skill set that becomes. And of course, we've touched Mm -hmm. today on many of those benefits. So no, it is definitely not soft um, and it can be quite challenging to maintain it and to keep up. It is, a, it is a hard leadership skill to really master and maintain, but as we've touched on today, the benefits are endless if you get it right.
0: Just so valuable, I couldn't agree more. Now you've had the opportunity throughout your career of traveling the world, and I'm going to ask you a bit of a, a difficult question, I think, because it's hard to, it's almost asking which child is your favorite child. <coughs> Do you find that different countries around the world have different levels find one country more empathetic just by nature than others in terms of parts of the world and around the world you don't need to be specific obviously but do you find it does change as you travel
1: it it does and and mainly although as you sort of mentioned there's not formal data around this yet but anybody listening that wants to do that with me we should do it because to track this would be fascinating yes But what I do know is that there is a great difference between collectivist and individualistic societies. So in continents like Africa, like Asia, where we see far more natural collectivism in terms of how people are living, culture, even the formation of towns, villages, cities, that type of thing, we see higher levels of natural empathy. And that is because empathy is is shared, grown, and learned through other people. I touched today a little bit about the loneliness endemic and the impact of people being alone, right? Of course, if you're alone. the time whether that's literal or figurative um, you're not using your empathy you're not actually leaning in and using that skill set that we've just touched on so in cities that are very developed that are very individualistic you know you're looking at cities like London New York Chicago Japan and these types of cities we are seeing up to 48 percent of households with one person living in them so very sort of self-centered households right because there's only one person there and of course as human beings, we were sort of yeah. built to live in communities, right? We were not meant to be alone. Human beings aren't meant to be alone, which is, of course, no, sure. why the pandemic was so challenging. So, yes, I think without a doubt, when you're sitting in communities and countries that have a more collectivist society, that are more pro-social in the way that they sort of go about their, their habits and behaviors socially, you do see mm-hmm. higher levels of, of both literal and practiced empathy.
0: Very interesting. And like you say, it really would be worth mining down into that to find out where the specific areas around the world, which is more inclined to be so and why so, those types of things. It's very interesting. I'm gonna go one step further though, slightly more contentious maybe, male, female. Which of those two do you find in your experience is more empathetic?
1: Well, it's not about my experience. It's actually, about the data. Again, I like to always oh, look at the data because um, otherwise we could argue for hours, right? Sure. Um, what the data shows is that from um, a DNA and a, and a physiological makeup point of view, there is no difference at all, right? So there is oh. lots of debate as as to why it seems or people experience mm-hmm. that women maybe are more able to understand people, slightly more connected, more engaged in that way. Um, and the assumption there is that it is a learned behaviour over generations, and that is because of course for many generations the women did stay in the home they were the primary caregivers and in that role particularly in multi-generational households which touches back to this collectivist society the women naturally over many generations had to learn to understand and empathize with the people in the home and in the community in order to create growth right to thrive to feed the family to find opportunity to succeed Um, but actually from a biological or physiological point of view in terms of our, our makeup and our brains there is no. No difference and in actual fact many of the four thinkers in empathy are men. So people like Satya Adela, who is the CEO of Microsoft, uh, probably one of the most well-known empathetic leaders in the world, has returned one trillion dollars in, in, uh, in return to his <laughs> stakeholders um, and has a book all about how he uses empathy to do so. So there are many, Raj Jodhi is another one of, of Whole Foods, so many many of the leading thinkers in empathy in the workplace and in culture and in leadership are, in fact, men. So the short answer is there's no difference. There's no excuse. And we're all born exactly
0: the same. I like that, no excuse. I like that. That was very good because I think it's one of those things. If you have no empathy, I mean, it's the cause for all sorts of consternation, right? The one thing I do want to ask you, though, as we wind up this short conversation, where do you see yourself in terms of your books? I see the book behind you. I know you travel the world. You speak all around the world. In the next couple of years, what's next for you as Mimi?
1: Oh, big questions. Um, The second book is definitely on its way, and I say it's on its way because I haven't started writing it, but I know what Uh, I'm going to write. So I'm nearly there, Um, but I have a really, really great concept now for where that's going to go. And I want to focus a little bit more on curiosity because my Uh learning through this journey is that curiosity really is the foundation to all empathy. So the second book, still in the same space, still looking at human connection and leadership, is going to unpack curiosity a little bit more i have a brand new podcast um, coming soon as well and as you said lots more global travel so lots going on and i'm busy building my advertising agency out of dubai uh, which is a global business also built on empathetic branding and how we build brands and stories through empathy so lots going on
0: a huge amount going on in fact that should have been the first question i think you could have talked about that for seven or eight minutes easily (laughs) Thank you Thank Mimi you. so much for your time really do appreciate it I know you're rushing off to do another engagement in just a couple of minutes so I'm going to say on behalf of everybody who's been watching today courtesy of Speakers Inc we speak global speakers showcase series this is Mimi if you would like to find out more about Mimi and how she could be part of your particular event please simply log on to speakersinc.com find all the details talk to Bronwyn talk to Duncan and you can find out how you can make Mimi part of your next event Have a wonderful day and we'll see you all again real soon. Thanks so much. Cheers.